moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. solar eclipse can you feel what is happening a new era is starting you are being asked to move into who you are to become unique and to act with everything you touch in a way that is only you independent of the relationship you have with a person with food with fun <laughs> or with money. So stay tuned because especially the last one I mentioned, you'll get new insights, new ideas and a new relation to it with a fascinating guest I have. So hello everyone. I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast. And please everyone, welcome with me Joel Solomon out of New York area i think new jersey right right close uh, to manhattan i've lived there when i was uh, 12 visited a few times when my brother lived there then fascinating vibrating city uh, joel so thank you for bringing that energy to us today on this special day welcome oh, thank you for having me so much it's a great pleasure and honor to be here with you today i'm really excited <laughs> yeah it is, uh, we, we got connected and we had a beautiful conversations of your spirituality first of how you were able to turn around fears in your life. And I already was fascinated by that and that you had an entrained or something within you that made you look, search, and go very, very deep in how one can materialize anything you desire. And you also come with a new twist with it, right? You are, I'm going to say, a money man. You can see numbers, think numbers in a different way than many of us. And you have combined it and decided you have to tell the story in a moment please to the listeners to support people in moving into prosperity in having a new relationship to it so wow let's delve into that now i'm going to ask first start with the story that moment when you suddenly knew i think that's what's going to be interested in spark others' relationships to themselves and their own dreams to create when it sparked for you to support people having a better relationship with finances? Yes, thank you for the question. So I 
I actually tell this story in my brand new TEDx speech that just came out. And you may know, Maylene, that my biggest fear in life seven years ago was public speaking. So to actually get the speech out there, it's called How to Create Money Miracles. And in this speech, I tell why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I shut down my hedge fund, why I became a prosperity coach. So it was December 2015. And I went to a personal development course and, and two things happened there that completely changed my life. I was managing my own hedge fund. I had my own company in Midtown Manhattan, which was a dream of mine for 20 years. And I, I tell that story also in the TEDx speech, so you can watch that. I won't go into all the details. It's long. But I'm at this personal development course and, and these two things happened. So the first thing that happened was that there was a guest speaker speaking for one hour about stocks and stock options. And when he spoke about options in particular, he made it sound easy. He said, you don't need much time. You don't need much money. This is how the rich people get rich. And options are essentially risk-free. And I, I was sick to my stomach. There were 200 people in the room. They knew I was a hedge fund manager. They were tapping me on the shoulder, whispering, Joel, does this make sense? Our options really riskless. So after he was done, we went out of the auditorium. I told him, please don't do this. No. He has no idea about any of you individually. You are all individuals. And he you have he has also he has no idea about your belief that you can become rich using options. See, out of the 200 people in the room, only a handful likely to become rich using stock options. And yet more than 60 ran to the back of the room to sign up. Mm. That was the first thing that happened. Now, the second thing that happened was we were given a wooden board two inches thick, and we were told we're going to break it with our bare hand. Have you done it? No, not yet. <laughs> a lot of fear. Talking about fear, there was a lot of fear in the room. The exercise was called Obstacles Are Illusions. And on one side of the board, we had to write our biggest obstacle. And on the other side, our ultimate goal, which stumped me for a while. And then after a few minutes, it hit me. Make everyone in this room financially free. Make everyone in this room financially free. And I went home that night and I couldn't sleep. It was 2, 2.30, in the morning. And... And at that time, I was like, okay, if I could ever get up the courage to speak on a stage, it's my biggest fear in life that day was public speaking. Mm -hmm. I could do better than him. I could tell people the truth about money, be of service and not lie to them. And then the second thing going on in my head at 3.34 in the morning was that wooden board staring back at me, make everyone in this room financially free. I think it hit me at 4.30. I jumped out of bed. I quickly got dressed. I was midtown and had an MI office before the sun rose. And I sent an email to my investors telling them I'm giving them their money back. I'm shutting down my fund. I figured out my true purpose on earth. Wow. This story, and I had to think about why I was listening. I, I saw your YouTube um, a video and uh, everyone do watch it i'll put the everything later into the show notes for you <clears throat> and you also had to jump a fear 
right? Uh, or uh, transform one, and that's one of speaking. And even though you were so scared, something within you said, go for it. And that is what fascinates me about you. You had many of those in your in your life, and you in a way looked at them and then you said okay let's go for it so there is something within you joel that i noticed the first time we uh, spoke and got together that even though you don't know what it is you still go for it can you uh, uh, pull that out and maybe others can recognize themselves in that too what what is it that makes you uh, believe in that moment with uh, in you. Good question. I'm not sure. I I want to quote from my favorite book, Thinking Grow Rich, uh, written by Napoleon Hill. I've read I've read it 28 times, and Napoleon Hill says that the way to overcome fear is the forced acts of courageous repetition. Yes. And in order to overcome my fear of public speaking, I and I and I knew I needed to speak and be more polished than I was seven years ago, because I would read from a piece of paper shaking. And even today, even doing this, I will tell you, I'm not 100 percent comfortable, but <laughs> I do it because I want to share with the world the wisdom that I've been able to accumulate over 20, 30 years. And so that my long road can lead to their shortcut. Yeah. And so when I realized I wanted to write a book, I knew in order to talk about the book, I needed to do these kinds of things. And at that time, it was like, no, no, no. So I joined a group called Toastmasters, which my mentor had recommended in January of 2017. And I practiced and I gave 100 speeches in front of people who were supportive. And I knew that even if I completely screwed up, they wouldn't be throwing things at me. There was no uh, tomatoes that they were bringing into those <laughs> meetings. So and so I and even though I was sweating profusely and, and, and made sure I went to the bathroom every time before I got on stage, because I was always like just a little fearful about what could happen if I didn't do that. Uh, I, I managed and I practiced and I practiced these forced acts of repetition. And eventually it became courage. And yeah, you know, these uh, forced acts, you call really repetition. It is in everything. It is in, in the shamanism we do, right? It's to build up a certain conditioning, the independent of uh, maybe your body, physical body, right? Like martial arts. I did do martial arts when I was younger, <laughs> but I never broke, a, a got to the moment to break a, a piece of wood or stone or concrete. And uh, conditioning of focus, uh, rewiring patterns, or right. This is what it what it is. The repetition. And in your book, I noticed you went through a lot and shared affirmations of really fascinating uh, people. So it's easy. Then I don't know how you pulled them into your love. Yeah, I know your vibration. You you <laughs> you pulled. 
certain people, certain books that inspired you into your life and you learn from them. And I have to go, because of you, I went back to the secret book and looked at it again because it inspired me too. When it came out as a movie, what was it in late 90s or early uh, 2000s? 2006, I think. Ah, yeah. And in that time, I think Bach, Proctor was on there and he spoke on repetition. And just now, years later, I found also a book again from him. The last one he wrote before he uh, passed, it was again that how often he had read books and that he went to the source. And I love that. And I, you do the same, I've noticed. And everyone out there, go look. If you have an interesting information, go and Use the feeling on who spoke it first or who brought it more strength, because then it is magic. And uh, uh, Joel, in your book, you really do that very well. You find the most magic in those words. You use those words that carry this energy that we can read certain uh, passages of even the finance part. Yeah. And get comfortable with it and then you're bringing a story again where i as a reader or other readers can recognize themselves oh i went through this oh but here this is what he did and you gently move us forward and you do that with your clients too and the biggest part i i love you speak over and over and over again for us to be unique to Go and find what we desire, what I desire, what I love to do, and to build on that. Please speak about that, because I think this is so important, and the listener will listen different, or whoever's, right? What is it that do I desire? It really got me to think, and also in in financial because we're so taught you have to only go to the stock market to become uh, this millionaire but so many people go so fearful so share a little bit about that please thank you for the question Maitland so actually when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and the reason why I'm doing this one-on-one -on -one coaching and my membership and my group courses is because of that guy who spoke up on stage and said everyone can get rich using this one method. And it's just not true. Everyone's an individual and mm -hmm. everyone has their own passions and interests. So when I'm doing my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I teach money mindset first. I teach manifesting techniques. And then the third piece is, I call it investing, but it's really investing in your interests. What is your interest? And so... If you're passionate and interest about your business, that is likely the way you're going to become financially free. It's not through the stock market or bonds, but if you're passionate about stock investing, then I can teach you that too. Or if you're passionate about real estate property, I can teach you that. But I want to teach people what they're interested in. And so that's why you may remember in the book, when we you get to the, the chapter on stocks or real estate, I say, if you have no interest in this, skip the chapter. Like it, like you shouldn't be, re, you know, you shouldn't be forced to read something 
that is not of interest to you. You don't need to invest in stocks or bonds or real estate. You can reinvest money into your business if that's your passion, that's your interest, and that can be the way to become financially free. So that's how I'm completely different. You know, rule number eight in the nine money rules is DIY investing, do it yourself. And I say, I want you to do it yourself, not go. I believe that we should all take responsibility for our lives, all aspects of our life. And so by you saying, well, there's someone out there who knows me better, knows my money better than I do, and I'll just give them my money and they'll do what they think is best for me. Well, you're giving up responsibility and you really can't blame that person because you that you decided to give up the responsibility. It's your choice. I say we create our lives. We create all aspects of our life, including our financial success. Hmm. So it's your choice. And so I say, why don't you reclaim that? It's very similar about this. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's. the other, in terms of books, I I have a whole list of my favorite books on my website. Just go there. You know, it, I don't, you don't need to, you can't buy them from my website, but if any of those resonate with you, take them. The secret is there. Think and Grow Rich is there. The Science of Getting Rich is like the original mindset book on becoming rich and prosperous by Wallace Waddles. It was written over a hundred years ago. And it has some really powerful statements and, and techniques in there. Just, just like I in my TEDx talk, I give people two specific techniques. And you talked earlier, we talked earlier about overcoming fear. And I tell my clients, there's no magic bullet. I'm not giving you a pill for you to become prosperous. Right? You need to take inspired action. And it's a practice that you put into place day after day after day. So when you watch my TEDx talk, How to Create Money Miracles, I give you two specific techniques. Don't do them for one day. <laughs> Don't do them for 10 days. Make it a practice for the rest of your life. They're not hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not hard. They're easy. But I want you to make it a practice. And then watch how your life changes. You know, I would like to... T- uh... Uh, speak about cooking in that moment because maybe that's something a lot of people can relate to most of us make our own food independent where you are you have cultural influences but how do you start you start by observing others and uh, you get taught certain ways or you when you cook then a certain recipe you may read it and copy it and with time you'll get faster you start becoming more flexible you add your own little taste you leave something away you become faster right this shows what repetition does and in these sentences I went back since also I I, mm, read about practice I and wanted to try it out in a different way. I've done it over in my life. But I thought, no, I'm going to do, I have a certain aim, right? I want to talk around the world similar to you and, and bring healing. And to set the intention on a regular basis or to write about it, to set the goal or what needs to be done each day or the gratitude 
And I'm noticing, maybe it's now not every day, all of them, but a few of those become, and first of all, there is something when you write the cognitive, something happens, it creates also new, new patterns. And every day something new comes to a paper. It it starts almost like a, a snowball. You start up in the mountains and it, it rolls further down and then it gets bigger. There is more intention because you ha- take the time for yourself. And, and this is so important. We're so taught not to think about ourselves or take time for ourselves in many cultures. And right school knows what to do you know you you this is has been so ingrained in us and that is something that's going to dissolve more and more that we take our own responsibility that we believe whatever even our own thought this is important right Joel and we'll talk about this you write about that as well our own thought is important the first hit the intuition um, you have to talk about your 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 license plates um, that we believe in ourselves and we're so taught not to believe in it. And so I think there's a double mission you're you're bringing. you have you've traveled uh, the world yourself to fine tune to believe more in your own words, in your own thoughts, in your own action. And I want to invite all of you out there do that and practice and if it's a tiny bit each day or once in a while and the rhythm speeds up and and gets bigger that you notice that you're important your actions are important Uh, what you think is important there's not one being on this earth at the moment that is put higher or lower they try to make you believe it but we're not we're all beautiful light beings here on this earth and so look from your inside at everything. And Joel, I would like you to speak about this from your directions of where did you learn to become more of who you are or what was your journey to trust more and believe even in the sentences. Yeah, we also were talking about the affirmations, but within you, what comes out, what you think, and how you practiced tune those muscles. Oh, oh lot, lots to unpack there. So, <laughs> yes, affirmations are important. I teach affirmations in the TEDx speech, by the way, and I teach affirmations to my individual coaching clients. We go through nineteen specific abundance affirmations. So, first of all, let's talk about thoughts. And and from Mike Dooley, who uh, the IP over here, uh, you see on my business card, Infinite Possibilities. I'm a certified Infinite Possibilities trainer. Uh, so I, I am certified to teach Mike's uh, best-selling New York Times, best-selling book, Infinite Possibilities. And chapter one is Thoughts Become Things. Mm-hmm. And so yes. I teach how thoughts become things and beliefs, which is rule number one in the nine money rules is just a thought you keep on thinking. A belief is just a thought you keep on thinking mm-hmm. and there are limiting beliefs and empowering beliefs, right? You were, most people were brought up like I was being taught, Joel, we can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. That's too expensive. 
you can't be spiritual and rich. Yeah, that's a big one. And these are all limiting beliefs. They're not empowering beliefs. I teach the opposite. There's $450 trillion of net worth on this earth. $450 trillion. There was only $1 trillion 120 years ago. We've grown the net worth of individuals and businesses by 450 times in 120 wow. years. And I can't even conceive of a trillion. It's, it's so... What I explain to my clients is a million dollars is, is, or a million euro is stacking these one euro uh, bills from the floor to the ceiling in my, in the room I'm in, which is a 30 by 60 foot room. So it's, uh, it's about 40 square meters. That's a million. Then to get a billion, you need to, thousand of these rooms so that will go for many kilometers and then a trillion is a thousand of those that will go around the earth <laughs> mm. that's a trillion that's one trillion then you have to do that 450 times that's how much wealth and abundance and prosperity there is in in terms of monies and then i say what about the blades of grass what about the drops of water? What about the infinite amount of solar energy coming from the sun? What about the amount of breaths you take per day and the heartbeats you take per year? Over 50 million, by the way. So there's an abundance and prosperity to this earth. It's not limited. It's almost unlimited, but we're taught limitation. We're, we're taught competition. We're taught like if one person wins, the other person loses. When I was a hedge fund manager, I got together with my friends and we exchanged our best stock ideas, our best ideas for shares, because we wanted all to win. We wanted to help each other all win. And that's what life is all about. We're all one, right? We're talking about oneness here. We're all one. We're all in it together. You know, together, everyone achieves more team, right? Yes. Together, everyone achieves more. So so let's get back. So thoughts become beliefs because a belief is just a thought you keep on thinking. The way to really figure out what your beliefs are is look at your actions. How are you acting? When gas prices were very high here or petrol prices were really high in the last year, I heard from my clients that they would go to the pump and buy five euro worth of petrol. And then they would have to go back the next day and do it again. And the next day and do it again, instead okay. of filling their tank, because it was a bit, so your actions are showing lack and limitation and fear and scarcity. So check your actions throughout the day. How are you acting? Are you acting in lack and scarcity? I, my parents, my dad used to scream at me when we left the house, if I left the light on in my room. Joel, we're not a shareholder of Long Island Lighting Company. Shut that light off. <laughs> and so to this day, I have to catch myself. I'm, I work from my home. I'm upstairs in my office. I go downstairs for lunch for 15 minutes, maybe 20. And then I come back up and I have to catch myself to stop turning off the lights to this day it's only <laughs> 15 so minutes wow 
it's so ingrained. So, but that's an action of lack and scarcity and fear that you're not going to have enough. So what, a, what are your actions telling you about how you're living your life? Is, so it's thoughts become beliefs, become your, your actions, your actions become your beliefs, become your thoughts, and it's, it's circular. So that's one thing I wanted to bring out. Your beliefs are, are really critical. And how are they driving your whole, your actions? And do you believe that you can be, your, most people who are listening, I'm pretty sure, are quite spiritual beings. Yes. Do you mm-hmm. believe you're a spiritual being? Do you believe you can be prosperous and abundant? It's your birthright, by the way. You were born to be, to thrive on this earth. You were born to thrive. You were not born to just survive. And there's so much abundance here for everyone, right? $450 trillion of net worth for only 8 billion people. I mean, there's so much to go around and there's more being created every day from ideas. So much worth, so much net worth, so much abundance, so much prosperity. So so changing those beliefs are critical and you can change them through affirmations. So let me just talk about affirmations for a minute. There are inappropriate ways to do affirmations. Oh, do share that way, please, as well, so people can notice the difference. So if you're saying things that you don't believe, it can work. You can say, "I'm a good, it's a good thing I'm rich. It's a good thing I'm rich. It's a good thing I'm rich. And that can help over many months and years if you're saying that, because eventually your subconscious will believe it. But I say it's better to soften it. And then you're not do, you're not creating this re- resistance in in your conscious and versus your subconscious until finally the resistance goes away. You could say, I am so grateful I'm on my way to becoming rich. And that belief level it might be a 10 compared to when you say it's a good thing I'm rich and you're a three. On the scale of there's one a to different ten. energy to it. Oh, oh, I love sorry that I interrupt you. It is has this movement in it, right? So our universe is is spiraling outward and becoming uh, larger and larger and larger and creating, as you said, more uh, opportunity, more experiences, right? Uh, even cosmic. <laughs> it, it's uh, amazing, and we're becoming more flexible and movable. We're we're freeing ourselves, becoming less fearful to free ourselves, uh, to try out uh, this uh, movability. And in the second statement that you just mentioned, I could feel a movement. I could feel, um, yeah, a little bit of more joy and uh, not just hope, hope without your hope, like a lottery winning hope. (laughs) But there was something of, no, I can do it. And I love that. So go on, please. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So so what I recommend is softening statements to make them believable for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do with my clients. I give them statements like, it's a good thing I'm rich, or I am financially free, or I am a money magnet. And then I ask them to write down the level of belief from one to 10, where 10 is absolute faith and one is massive doubt. And if they're not a seven, eight, nine, or 10, we soften it. 
because I don't want them to say things they are calling BS and that's not belief systems on themselves, right? It's that you want to say things that you have strong belief in. So I know in my heart, I'm a money magnet. I am a money magnet, right? It's a truth. But for some of my clients, they're not there yet. So I'm becoming a money magnet. I allow myself to be a money magnet. And what's really important is to say it out loud. Yes. With emotion and putting your name in it. I, Joel Solomon, am a money magnet. It's a little bit more energy. The vibration, the frequency is higher. And I I tell my clients, we were talking about thoughts earlier. You have 50,000 to 75,000 thoughts a day. But you only say 5,000 to 7,500 words a day. So make them count and put them out there with strong vibration and energy. Mm, to voice it, uh, to, you know, we are, too many of us are very alone, often by themselves around uh, the world. So, but we're never alone, but we think we're alone uh, because we got uh, nature around us. We got flowers, trees, the water. And when we voice something out loud, right, an exchange happens. And that's the exchange of our wisdom with the wisdom that's out in front of us or next to us, below or above. And then we take a new way in. And so it also is, we were talking about freeing. It frees if you speak it. It sets also the intention what you desire. You you speak about that a lot uh, to follow what we desire. And I love that as well. We have to... Um, speak it, think it, speak it. It gives a little different intention. It also creates this movement we were talking about when you speak it out loud. Yeah, you're creating uh, a vibration of frequency. And well, everything's a vibration of frequency. Everything is energy at the end of the day. And I, yeah, what I tell my clients is, look, you're not alone. You know, you have the support of your coach mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your your network. And that's one of the the secrets to creating a money, a millionaire mindset is to have a strong network because your net worth equals your net work. And then I also talk about the fact that you're not alone because when you take a baby step, the universe has a hundred mile an hour wind or hundred kilometer mile a hundred kilometer per hour wind blowing you forward yeah yeah and so take baby steps in the direction of your dreams without attaching and saying okay i'm gonna write this book so i become a millionaire you know i've written three right they became amazon bestseller they didn't sell a million copies yet and so, but I'm not attaching. I, I want these books to help people. That's that's being of service. When you're being of service to others, then the money will flow. I truly believe. And you're doing it from a place of passion and desire. You want to help others, then the money will flow. Rule number six, by the way, in the nine money rules is giving. And it's I say it's maybe the most important rule 
because as John Templeton said, he, John Templeton, some of, you know, uh, some say is the best investor of the, of the 20th century. He started the Templeton funds with just a few thousand dollars, uh, us dollars, uh, with, from friends and family and grew it to almost a billion dollars in the 1990s. He sold the Templeton funds to the, to the Franklin mutual funds. He said that he hadn't met anybody who hadn't given at least 10% of his earnings each year over a 10-year period, who didn't have massively more wealth at the end of the 10 years than at the beginning. And I know what some of you are thinking, okay, Joel, if I give my money away, I have less money. How does that work? Well, money is just energy. And by putting it out into the world, it must flow back to you. And in my life, it's it's flown back multiples multiples of what I've given. And I, I don't do it because I'm expecting the the money to flow back. I'm doing it because there's opportunities to help. I bring one of my nine money rules millionaires use books with me whenever I commute into Manhattan, which is once or twice a week. And I give a book away. It's just what I do. I feel like, okay, I've written this book and okay, it hasn't sold a million copies yet. I'll just give one away. Yeah, yeah, and you give people on the street it away. So that this is yeah. right. People, it's more like a surprise uh, to them as as well. And then they can do it's whatever they uh, desire with it. Yeah, and yeah. you also speak about it that you know if you don't have monetary um opportunities to give, but time is important. Or well, I think sometimes even the, the moment of listening is a gift of healing to another person. Or it creates also uh, a community. You were speaking to that, hinting to that. And the com building the community and feeling a thankfulness from others is um, an empowering again from within because it creates joy. It creates um maybe an embrace or there's a love or there is this surprise. There's so many things you don't know what happens, but there's all this effect of surprise in it because too often we think things through. And then when you do things, they're really not this way. And this is also opening up possibility, right? You can't fathom what comes. And I think this is another important thing for everyone we can think whatever we want to what's in the future, but it will diff be different and to play with it, to make it a playful. And you did it playful um, uh, that it was more a game. I, in your book, you write about that whenever you saw a certain license plate and there was a corresponding stock, you would then invest into that. So if people live somewhere else, like say there, there are not so many cars or live on the countryside. How can you help uh, uh, or give advice to people? What would be best to believe more in themselves and to provide a giving? Yeah, so you don't need license plates. I mean, that's my uh, gift, I would say to to and and it, the license plate just tells me to be aware of that stock it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go up it may mean it's going to go down 
So just be aware is is what. And so if you're in the country, you know, there you're most people, I think, have access to social media now. You know, you have a lot of information. You could watch great podcasts like this one and, <laughs> and get great ideas. So uh, tapping into your intuition, which is rule number two, trust your intuition is rule number two and the nine money rules millionaires use. And I will tell you, and you won't hear this from any financial advisor or financial planner, but I will tell you as a former hedge fund manager, if I didn't trust my intuition, I either lost money or I made less than I would have if I didn't had trusted it. So I teach my clients how to tap into their intuition. So you can use your intuition. There's something called the sway test. You can decide, okay, ask yourself questions and then stand and see which way you sway. Now, first ask yourself grounding questions like, uh, do I love Lauren and Morgan? So those are my daughters. My company name is named after them. It's Sal, Laura, Moore, Laura for Lauren, Moore for Morgan. So do I love Lauren and Morgan? I sway forward strongly. And so that's your grounding question. You might ask yourself some other questions that are you know or yes. And then you ask yourself the question you want answered. And then you can use the sway test to get to tap into your intuition. And I, I say, you know, practice it every chance you get. You know, I would I would take my daughters uh, when they were younger. They're quite much older now, but uh, they're 19 and 17 in college. Born uh, is. Uh, but w- when they were younger, I would take them to school on Thursday mornings and we would have options. We could go the local roads. We could take the highway or we could hitchhike. No, just kidding. But but normally my intuition was telling me to take the highway. But there was one morning that the highway was all backed up with traffic. But my intuition, not my intellect, my intuition was telling me to still take the highway. But I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go with my intellect. And I go local. And immediately my stomach's in knots because I see the flashing lights I hear the sirens. And because I didn't trust my intuition, it cost me a $150 speeding ticket. And to this day, my daughters tease me and call me speedy pants. Yeah, they learned. <laughs> so the point is that you you have many, you have decisions to make all day long. So why not start with a baby step for the easier, smaller decisions? You know, I'm driving. Should I go left or right? Like, what's my intuition saying? You know, I have a small decision to make, you know, for a meal. You know, what what should I have for lunch or dinner? And and tap into the intuition with these small things. And then you can use it for bigger things as you've developed it more and more. I remember when I first started managing my hedge fund, I had a mastermind group and I was getting these intuitive hits on stocks, not just from license plates, but I have these screens here to this day, I have my four screens and they have stock symbols on them, stocks going up and down. And I would just get, you know, an intuitive hit that something was going to happen with this one. It would just like jump out at me. And I told my mastermind group and this woman said to me, well, why don't you just take action? Take, you know, use your intuition, decide if it's up or down and then make, you know, go, you know, 
buy it or short it, bet that it's going to go down. I said, really? This is this is investors' money. She said, yes, but this is this is you based on your decades and many lives of experience and the universe supporting you to help you and others, your investors, make money. Why not? And I was like, okay. So I started with a baby step of like 0.001% of the money that I was invested. And it went up 100% a few weeks. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do a little bit, 0.01%, you know, and take a baby step. So you can do that too, just trusting your intuition with a small little baby step. And then as you, you trust it more and more, you'll be using it more and more. And you'll find that it's the most powerful thing you have, mm-hmm. your higher self giving you advice. So that's why it's rule number two. I love that. And I have to say, you reminded me of using that pendulum of the own body. I'm a big uh, uh, believer that our body moves us to the things we uh, even I could use need to do, or it knows a lot more because uh, our mind sometimes tricks us, but, or we don't believe in it and the intellect, right, uh, kicks in and when we're not connected. Oh. But the pendulum, as a, the body pendulum, I, I used it right away. I even answered some of your questions. I was surprised. I, I, I thought it, but it really gives a, a physical evidence. And then I played that, um, I shouldn't say play, I used it with friends and Everyone was, again, surprised how they were reacting to what we're talking about financial things, um, what they had in their mind, but how the body reacted. So I really love that. And I'm happy you you wrote that in your book, this uh, exercise. And it's a good test, right? So after a while, you probably feel it within you while sitting you can do it or maybe it's just a blink or you find other ways but play it also everyone with your children with your partner even with your parents don't be afraid to use that figure out as joel said what is your no what is your yes everyone is a little different it provides again freedom so if something about you you provide so much freedom joel and your ideas And you also traveled to fine-tune, right? To learn more about other cultures and how to implement in that in your own life. And um, when we were talking uh, before, when before we started the recording of today's episode, we were set an intention that we would love to dissolve the fear of the relationship to money that we have in several ways, right? It was one, te- yeah, there you were, <laughs> you can share about that, right? You learned that probably also, you know, other country cultures have different relationships. A lot of are very tactile. We have the etheric relationship. Now, when if we would look at uh, uh, the currency, like uh, the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, that's the word, <laughs> Uh, right or it's really hard the metal it is a it's earthbound or it's not i think most of the money is not really paper anymore 
it maybe in some countries uh, probably still is in others it's not anymore in germany i've learned recently it's not uh, paper anymore so that it can hold up so many different to so many different things yeah so but that we lose the fear of touch and and as you're showing this picture like in india people are not so afraid of touching in other cultures they're not so afraid to touch others to touch things to touch their food right and then in other um cultures people are more reluctant to touch many things and that is also something what are your senses there for because i would love to see what can we do to dissolve things so the future changes of many people on this globe you showed so beautifully in, in just by numbers how the relationship changed as so many more people became independent i believe around the world more and more small businesses will start so they're solo entrepreneurs or maybe very uh, few uh, employees or even a lot is happening especially amongst women Friends are starting to work together to move us and, and create more possibility, right? It's better to have different views on something. Talk to that a little bit. What comes out of you now on this magical day <laughs> where we yeah. create for the future? Just back to the point on intuition first, um, to play the game you were talking about. So mm -hmm. first, like I, I mentioned in my book that Uh, you can play a game, which I do with my daughters to this day. We go on vacation and you're in the hotel and there's two or three or four elevators. Close your eyes and guess which one's coming first. Oh, that's a good you know, one. that trusting your intuition that way. Um, so anyway, back. To, so chapter three in my book is choose faith over fear. And and I've had a lot of not so great stuff happen in my life. And I realized that I could choose faith over the worry and the fear of something bad happening. So here I am in India in Rishikesh, and I know a lot of people would not have climbed up that. I was probably um, 10 meters, eight meters, something like that. It was, you know, it was it was pretty high. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and some people might not have done that because of fear of falling. But I wanted to get the view and I wanted to get the picture. And I believe that I'm going to be safe. And and I was. And here I am. And I did another thing when I was in India, by the way. They have snake charmers. Which uh, so they have these gurus that can communicate with King Cobra snakes. And I hadn't seen that before live. And we're, we're all, this was also in Rishi, uh, yeah, it was in Rishikesh. And where we walked by, we walked into the shop and we're waiting for the people to buy their, their jewelry and things. And so I'm standing outside the shop and I see this guy, this guru, and he has this, this little container and he opens it up and the snake comes out. And so I'm watching as he's doing his magic and then he he motions to me and people in the group say that you can actually have the king cobra put around your neck. So I walked over and I did it. So the king cobra's, you know, around your neck and the snake charmer is charming and he's and 
he must have said something. I didn't understand what he had said, but I'm doing my visualization and meditation and, and braiding the faith that everything's going to be fine while the snake is getting tighter and tighter around my neck. Mm-hmm. And I just breathed and believed that this was not the moment I was to end this physical reality. And here I am. And so a lot of people would not have gotten into that situation to begin with because they would have been so fearful of death. But I believe we are eternal souls. And I didn't believe that was my time. So I was choosing faith over fear. And all day long, you have choices, right? Over the last three years, there's been a lot of fear of death, of sickness, of illness, right? And I wrote a paper called The Five Mega Trends Guaranteed to Shape Your Future. Shape is an acronym, and it came out of the pandemic. And if any, I'll, I'll, I'll give away five copies uh, to anybody who emails me, uh, first five people. So it's joel at S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. And in that, in that white paper, I talk about the five megatrends guaranteed to shape our future. One is social norms. So shape is an acronym. Social norms, health, appreciation or gratitude, purpose, and energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think you're probably attuned to all of those as well. <laughs> yeah. And the the point being that it w- it's been so stark for me. And even to this day, when I'm walking around Manhattan or on a Zoom call just this week with somebody who is wearing a mask still, even though there's no one in her house and I'm about... 500 miles away from her, but it doesn't matter where I am in the world. She was wearing her mask. So, you know, she's still living in a state of worry and fear and, and sickness and death. And, and that's going to be the truth for a, a percentage of the population for the rest of their lives. My belief, um, it's going to be five, 10, 20 years from now, they'll still be worried about sickness and death where I have faith that I'm healthy and living a healthy life. And so, you get to choose all day, every day. The probability of you getting hit by a car in the United States is higher than dying from even the pandemic, even at the worst. But people were still getting into the cars and driving, yeah. <laughs> right? So the point being, fear drives a lot and faith can drive a lot too. What's your belief? And do you believe in health or sickness? Do you believe in in hugging? I think physical touch is critical to an elevation of the vibration of this earth. Hugging, yes. kissing, you know, Please. showing gratitude and and peace and love elevates the energetic vibration. That's why shape ends with the e energy. And I I said in this white paper that if there I believe there's going to be more connection coming out of this. I wrote this in 2020. And it's so true. But there will be a segment of the population that won't, that will, will separate. But I believe the majority will come together. This, is, this was one event that connected 8 billion people. There's not a lot of events that connect 8 billion people. Now we can all come together and talk about this event 
that we all had a shared experience on anywhere in the world at any time for the rest of our lives, right? That's a shared experience that it's not, there's not a lot of shared experiences I can have with somebody in, in Mumbai, right? But we talked about it when I, well, I wasn't in Mumbai, but in Rishikesh and Delhi and Varanasi in in Agra, of course, and then, of course, in Kathmandu as well. We went to Nepal. So mm -hmm. you have a shared experience. And I, so my other point was social norms, hugging, shaking hands, kissing. I mean, in Europe, you know, there's two kisses on the cheek and sometimes three. People stopped doing that for a while. And I, I, I think it was terrible, right? You, you The human connection and that energy, there is an energy around us, right? And we're, we're connecting to each other through energetic frequencies and vibrations. So, you know, being standoffish is not helpful to the elevation of the energy to the 5D of this earth. A beautifully is spoken, and I, I think you're so right. It's community, again, uh, a clo uh, closeness. Right, coming together because it makes us stronger, it makes us thrive, we have much more fun, we have support teams, right? If you uh, tribal settings there, oh, let's if we would look at it, there's always a support team. We can do what we desire, and someone else covers uh, our back or brings us food or maybe takes care of the children. Uh, right so you can concentrate i don't know on painting on uh, looking at the stock options <laughs> whatever is there because everyone has a purpose here and to to have a support team that everyone can do the optimal and spend more time and not have to worry too much about anything and you said so beautifully that uh it will when we also look at money and our relation to it If we have more fun and it becomes easier and there's more movability and also maybe take the moments, oh, if I've neglected maybe this, I have not mm, stood my woman or stood my man and taking care of it myself. I've pushed it off to someone else. It show, you know, it makes us a little, uh, it, it, it bends us, it, it lets us crumble And even already the moment, if you think about it, oh, no, I know I've neglected this area of my life, but I'm going to learn it and we can learn so much. And I go at my tempo, you go at your tempo, we go at a global uh, 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 rhythm and, and tempo that is unique globally, but everyone plays its own role by believing in one's own tempo, that it's right in its own intuition Yeah, and the choices we are, and so many who are listening, you all have such grand visions. You want to do so much good or start organizations and bring healing, bringing awareness, showing the beautiful, uh, the beauty of all of us and all of uh, that existing. So use some of the tips that Joel uh, provided to you today. And I don't know how often you said in your book, Joel, write me. I've never heard that. Maybe, yes, come to my website and get maybe this. 
but you write it over and over so people can even ask you questions. Uh, you have songs that inspire you. So I don't even have to go find them all myself. Uh, you know, you can go to your website or the books that you mentioned. So you're providing so much. It, uh, for me, it shows the giving you were speaking about as well, that you're providing it in, in, in this way. So if someone has opportunity, a phone or the, to get with the internet, you're there for them. And I think that is um, a very humble and very nice of you. What doesn't matter where people are living now at the moment, they are open and invited to reach out to you. So uh, thank you for all uh, that you're doing, your advice, your dedication, and it feels you're still going to go for a long time and more momentum, more movement, and you're going to get to your dream and beyond of how many people you're going to touch and support in looking at their life different, their beliefs, and also at looking at the world different, and especially anything that has to do with currency. And through the currency, this interplay again between our own life, how we live life, how I live life, how you live life, and how we react to others and the community around us, and maybe also start a discourse uh, with family members, with parents, with friends, with colleagues, right? The more we bring awareness to something, then it can transform and change. And if we are all a little a pull back, oh my God, right? And neglect and push aside, it won't change, but we all wish for change. So I think that's also then a, a good way to bring what we all desire, this openness, this freeness, this lightness also to this topic again. And it brings lightness to us as well. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone who's just listening, go to the YouTube page, Moving to Oneness. And throughout our conversation, first of all, you have to look at the pictures from India that uh, Joel showed, but his smile and his grin the whole time, Joel, you're bringing to this uh, topic that we were speaking about always a smile and um, it's it's like a young boy that's playing and trying out. So this adventure is in there as well for, um, that you're supporting us and inviting us to go on. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. And now again, if anybody wants to reach out, it's joel at solomore.com or you can get to my website, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. Tons of free stuff there. Yeah, and inspiration books, songs, my vision board. There's uh, um, underneath a lot of the programs, you got free audio files and affirmations. So take advantage. Mm, thank you. So, but you you gave already so many great tips of us. But at, at this moment, in this second, what comes out for the world from you now, Joel? I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, who are watching entrepreneurs. And they want to make a difference in the world, but it's not going to be a straight line, you know, straight line up. There's going to be, you know, setbacks, you know, don't, don't expect a smooth ride. And, and, you know, the joy is truly in the journey. 
So mm-hmm. I, I I know when I started my hedge fund and, and this business, there have been setbacks. So I say hashtag doubt the doubt. Doubt the doubt. Have faith in the dream. Have faith in the desire. Stop having faith in your doubts. Ooh, doubt your one. doubts. Ah, very beautiful. Thank you very much for being here, Joel. Everyone, take his... Uh, words into your body i'm already sensing in my body things are changing his vibration also joel your vibration <laughs> is it just your is, is already your dedication and intention it changes us already uh, so much so thank you from my heart for what you're doing for all of us i really appreciate and everyone the best to you Today, maybe take a few moments still. Think what you want to create the next uh, decades. Now is the time and bring out especially who you are and get support from whoever you desire to bring you there. And uh, yeah, enjoy and have fun doing it and use the trees and to support you and whoever you desire as i just said before <laughs> goodbye everyone i'm mylene your host of the moving to oneness podcast thank you everyone bye bye